We have discussed many times the role of the Haftorah every Shabbos morning, the passage from one of the works of the prophets that we do at the end of the reading of the Torah. And we've talked many times about how a specific Haftorah is connected to that parsha. Sometimes the thematic connection between the Haftorah and the parsha is obvious. Sometimes it seems that the connection is very superficial and it requires an elaborate analysis in order to see the real significance of it. We had an example of that a few weeks ago where we discussed the Haftorah of Machachodesh. Machachodesh seems that the only connection is because the first two words are Machachodesh. And we read that Haftorah when Machar, when the next day, Saturday night, Sunday, is Rosh Chodesh. But we discussed a deeper analysis of it. But I cannot think offhand of another Haftorah like this week's Haftorah and Parsha, the Parsha of Shlach, that actually adds something profound to the Parsha in a way that we would not otherwise understand without the Haftorah. So, as Rabbi Alex started to explain, the Parsha of Shlach is about the Meraglim, the spies, and they're sent in to spy out the land of Israel, and they bring back a negative report. And that negative report causes disastrous consequences. The people are hysterical. Hashem is very upset. There's a decree against the Jewish people. And that is a large part of this week's Parsha that we should all learn tomorrow on Shabbos. But looking at the report, so I'm in the Stone Chumash and I'm looking on page one. 802, I'm sorry, 802 at the top of the page. If you have it, if not, don't worry, I'm going to read it. But I'm in the Stone Chumash, page 802, top of the page. So, Pasuk Chavches, 28. So, as part of the report, the spies say, yes, it's very beautiful. Yes, the trees, the fruits, yes. But, Efes Ki Az Ha'am. However, the people there, they're very, very strong. Hayoshei Ba'aretz. They do not understand the detail that Rabbi Alex mentioned before. And the cities are very well fortified. And we saw giants there. And then a little bit later, after giving this report that they're so strong, they're so powerful, so Kalev, Kalev and Yoshua are the two of the spies who bring back the positive report. Kalev says, don't listen to those ten spies. We will certainly be able to triumph. We will be able to do it because Hashem will lead us in. However, in the next Pasik, but the other ten spies said, we will not be able to go into the land. They're too strong. It's too difficult. We will not be able to do it. And the, res- the result, the response, and the entire people of Israel 
raise their voices in hysteria, and everyone cried all night long because they were hysterical, they were in chaos, this is a catastrophe, they're too strong, we're not going to be able to do it. And one of the phrases that they used in their report is a phrase, we felt like we were grasshoppers compared to them. And they also thought that we were grasshoppers. Okay. This morning in the 10 to 9 session, I discussed this phrase, how did they know they, they can know what they feel, but how did they know that the people there thought that they were like grasshoppers? Okay, so you can listen to the YouTube from this morning and you can hear our discussion about that. But let me ask this question. Was it true? What did the inhabitants of Canaan actually think? What were they thinking? Is it true that they thought that these spies were like grasshoppers? Well, there's no way to know. Because the Torah is written by Hashem from the perspective of the Jewish people. But if only we knew, if only we had a source inside Canaan who would tell us definitively what the people of Canaan were actually thinking. And we do. And that is the subject of the Haftorah. The Haftorah, for this Shabbos, is from the book of Yoshua, Sefer Yoshua, second chapter. And the Haftorah tells us, within a larger narrative, about a perspective on the events in our Parsha. And that perspective is very different from the perspective of the spies. If only we had that intelligence at that time. In Sefer Yehoshua we read chapter 2, Vayishlach Yehoshua binun minashitim Shnayim anoshim Miraglim. He sent Yehoshua at the end of 40 years, so this is about 39 years after the events in our Parsha. Now 40 years have passed. Hashem decreed that the Jewish people were going to wander in the desert for 40 years. That's finished. Moshe has just died. Now Yehoshua is about to lead the Jewish people into the land of Israel. So before he leads them in, he sends spies. He sends spies and he says to them, Go and see the land and the city of Yericho, Jericho. That's the first city that they were going to come to when they crossed over the Jordan River into the land of Israel. So he sends spies. Very interesting. And then the spies cross over. They go into the city of Yericho and they meet a woman named Rachav. Now, 
All that we know about this woman, Rachav, is that she was a non-Jewish woman and she lived in the city of Yericho. And these spies meet her and in the course of a larger narrative, she tells them that she will help them. She will help them to be successful in their mission of gaining a report and taking it back to Yehoshua. And then she explains to the spies why she is willing to help them. And listen to this. This is in the middle of the Haftorah. She says to them, the reason that I am willing to help you, that you should succeed in being able to conquer our land, that means her own city, her own country, because we heard all about you people. We heard what your God did in splitting the Red Sea and taking you out of Egypt and all that he did in leading you through the desert. We heard what your God did for you. Our hearts melted. There's no way we can succeed against you. There's no way that we can defend ourselves against you. There's nobody left in this entire country that has the will to fight against you. Because you're God, he's the real God. He's the God of heaven. He's the God of earth. And we have no ability to resist. And when you come in, we're just going to give up anyway. So I might as well help you. And she's, of course, trying to save herself and her family. Okay. The spies do their job. They return. And they give their report to Yehoshua. This is the end of the Haftorah. Vayashuvu Shneho Anashim. The two spies return to Yehoshua. And they tell him everything that happened. Vayomruel Yehoshua. And they say to Yehoshua, to Joshua, Kinosan Hashem Biadenu es kol haaretz. God has given us this land. It's ours. The spirit of all of the people there has just melted away. We are going to be successful in doing this. Try to imagine how our Parsha would be different and the rest of the Torah would be different if the spies in our Parsha had that piece of intelligence and had brought back that report. And this teaches us two very important lessons. The first lesson is a criticism of the Jewish people at that time. The people should have trusted God, regardless of what the spies said regardless of how strong they appeared to be in Canaan. God had promised that he would lead us, that he would give us the land of Israel, that he would take us. What does it matter how fortified the cities are? What does it matter how gigantic the people are? We should have trusted in God. That's lesson number one. But there's another lesson, and it's a very practical lesson, and it's relevant to every one of us. 
Don't worry about problems that have not yet arisen. Because often it will turn out that there was no problem to begin with. Now, of course, every once in a while, a problem pops up where you would never have expected it. Who would have imagined in January what the world would be like in March? And who could have imagined in March what life would be like in June? Okay, but that's rare. That's a, that's a hundred year flood. But much more common and frequent is the truth that was stated by Michel de Montaigne. Michel de Montaigne lived about 500 years ago and he said, my life has been filled with terrible misfortune, most of which never happened. And in 2017, there was a study that proved it. In 2017, there was a study done by a group of psychologists. And what they did is they took a, a number of subjects and they asked them to write down their worries over an extended period of time and then to identify which of their imagined misfortune actually came to pass. And they found, it turns out, that 85% of what the subjects were worried about never happened. It's a very good philosophy in life to try to live. Of course you have to prepare. Of course you have to try to be ready. But to worry about something that is in the future that you do not yet know is going to happen 85% chance it will not happen. And it's just not worth worrying about. And our Haftorah shows us that our Parsha is the perfect example of that. I wish you all a beautiful Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom.